Okay, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Wa salatu wa salamu ala mawuthi rahmatin lil'alameen nabiyyina wa habibina Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim ma ba'd. Al-yawm ashara min shahri Ramadhan. Al-muwafiq li itna'ashar min shahri April 2021. Nuwasil darsana في هذا الكتاب المبارك سوري كتاب الله عز وجل وبإذن الله تعالى we will continue from wherever we stopped last time we were talking about the saying of Allah سبحانه وتعالى وربطنا على قلوبهم إذ قاموا فقالوا ربنا ربنا أبرمان أظن ما وصلنا إلى هذا صح؟ لا وصلنا وصلنا وربطنا على قلوبهم قاموا فقالوا ربنا رب السماوات والأرض لن ندعو من دونه إلها لقد كنا إذا شططا الله سبحانه وتعالى started to narrate يعني to us the details about the people of كهف he said إنهم فتية آمنوا بربهم وزلناهم هدى they accepted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they favored Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over uh, uh, I mean, anything else. And also, uh, in order to protect their religion, they ran away from the, the kuffar. And they prefer to go so far, you know. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is uh, narrating what really happened in the city which caused them to run away from their religion. يعني ابن كثير says we learn from this يعني مشروعية مشروعية الفرار من الفتن you know we learn from this and how a Muslim is supposed to be running away from the from the from the 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 fitan fitna to protect his religion the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم talk about this matter and the time will come whereby the person who will be running away with uh, his, I mean, a person will be trying to run away with his religion and go to the forest and stay alone, you know. Uh, he wants to stay in the city, but he knows that staying in the city is quite dangerous for him. So we will emphasize on this, inshallah, uh, later. Ibn, Ibn Kathir will mention it uh, in a bit more detail, inshallah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَرَبَطْنَا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ إِذْ قَامُوا فَقَالُوا رَبُّنَا رَبُّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ So as I said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrated for us a bit about the story and the reason why these people decided to leave their people. So when they accept the Iman, when they accept Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they show strong, you know, in front of the tyrant king, Allah says, we strengthen their heart, you know, we strengthen their heart. We make it so strong in a way it did not agree to compromise any part of part of the religion. So that's why they were able to stand in front of that king who claimed to be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala according to uh, some history, you know, who claimed I mean, to have something to be worshipped other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They stand up, you know, in front of him and tell him that Rabbuna Rabbu Samawatu al our Lord is the one who created and owned the heavens and the earth. So Allah SWT says we give them strength to be able to say this, you know, in the presence of that uh, person, you know. Uh, 
so many uh, people among the Mufassirin mentioned that Kanu Abna Amuluki Rumi was Sadatihim. Those uh, young people, they used to be the, the children of the, the king, you know, the kings. They are from the royal family amongst uh, the Romans. So they are not, you know, simple and easy people, you know. They are among the, uh, the royal, you know, family, subhanAllah. So dealing with them also uh, need a bit uh, uh, careful because uh, uh, the kings, they cannot just fight them like that because they're fighting their family members, you know. So that's why it became a bit tough for them. كانوا أبناء أبناء الملوك الروم وساداتهم أنهم خرجوا يوماً في في بعض أعياد قومهم. So this is the narration of what happened. It says they went out one day to attend one of the festivals that the people used to do, which is related to their religion. And they used to have this place where they gather in a year, once in a year. So. They, they go out of the city <coughs> or in the middle of the city, they stay there. So they used to worship Al-Asnam, uh, idols and also Tawagit. Al-Tawagit is anything that is worshipped other than Allah wa huwa radid. Kullu man ubida min duni Allahi wa huwa wa huwa radid. Al-Tawagit, anything that is worshipped other than Allah wa huwa radid. And he agrees with that. Allah says, فَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالْإِيمَانِ فَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالْإِيمَانِ وَيُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدِ السَّمْسَكَ بِالْعُرَةِ وَثْقَعَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks us to stay away from فَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالْطَاغُوتِ I'm sorry, say فَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالْإِيمَانِ فَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالْطَاغُوتِ وَيُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talk about some people in Surah Al-Nisa. He said, يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْجِبْتِ وَالْطَاغُوتِ They believe in the jibt or ta'wut. This is idol and ta'wut also is idol and anything which is worshipped other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we call it ta'wut. We, we said, وَهُوَ رَاضٍ And he agrees with that. You know, you have to mention this agreement. Because if he doesn't agree, uh, he is not ta'wut. And you must mention this because if you say Tawut is Baatil and you keep quiet and you say it is anything that is worshipped other than Allah, then what would you say about Isa Isa is worshipped. Up to date, some people are going out of their brain, they're worshipping Isa And you have some people in this Ummah worshipping Muhammad you know. So you have a lot of you know, uh, issues in the Aqidah of people nowadays. They take somebody who never told them to worship him, but they will worship that person. You know? So if you say Taghut is in hell, and Taghut is anything that is worshipped other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then what would you say about these ones? So that's why the scholar said, you have to say, and he agrees with that. He's happy with that. He accepts it. They worship him, and he says, Okay, fine, you know, uh, that's Tawut. And he will get into trouble also on the Day of Judgment when he meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we need this Qayyid uh, because they are innocent who are worshipped. The sun is worshipped, the moon is worshipped, the stars are worshipped, cows are worshipped in some part of the world, you know, that snakes, you know, so many things, you know, people, I don't know. Wherever there is no guidance, people will go beyond all the limitations. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَمَنْ يَكْفُرْ بِالطَّاغُوتِ وَيُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ 
So they used to worship Tawagid, you know, and they used to worship idols and Islamas in Tawagid. So, uh, so we are just narrating history, you know, it says these are history. Uh, could be correct, could be wrong. The Prophet did not mention anything about these to my knowledge, you know. There is no place where the Prophet ﷺ talk about the details. Otherwise, uh, people like Ibn Qayyim, Ibn Jarir, and those uh, scholars of Tafsir who are very particular and concerned with the narrations in Tafsir, they will put it. But they have to depend on the history. So Rasulullah ﷺ gave us a green light to narrate from them, because that's the only source we have. But what contradicts our religion, we kick it aside, kick it away. What is not con in contradictory to our religion, but we don't have anything to, from our religion that says yes or no. We take it, we narrate it, we benefit from it if it is something beneficial. Uh, we don't say it is true. It is truly given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we also don't say it is not given by Allah because we might make a mistake. Get it? So this is, uh, these are the narrations. Ibn Kathir was saying that uh, they used to worship Jabbar, Anid, one of the tyrant kings. And it's very arrogant, very arrogant king. Uh, it is said that his name is Dikyanus. Dikyanus. He used to, uh, I mean, push people, you know, command people and force them to worship idols and the Tawakit. And he used to call upon that. But so these kids also, the young people, they went out with them. But when they see the way people are bowing, making sujood, you know, subhanAllah, even in our time, you see this professor, intellectual, a scientific, uh, a dis I mean, fact discoverer, you know, uh, people who are so great, you know, in terms of dunya-wise, but you see him going and bowing, you know, in front of something that he made he himself. What happened to the akal, you know? What happened to the akal? He made it, you know, in a very humiliated way. If you look at the, some of these uh, images, you know, you'll be, how is it possible for somebody who is so intellectual, you know, to go and bow for this? So when they see the way people are taking the ibadah and bowing for all of these things they made by themselves, they know that this cannot be, cannot be the religion of Allah SWT. This is supposed to be only for Allah, the one who created everyone. That's the fitrah, fitrah, fitrah. When it moves, a person will never accept stupidities, you know. And alhamdulillah, Allah SWT created every human being upon this fitrah which is the natural inclination towards the acceptance of right and rejections of the falsehood in all of its forms. Rasulullah call it Milla, that's Islam. Everyone is born upon this fitrah. Who is changing this? The parent, father, and the mother, and the environment. You know, either the father will change this, otherwise if you leave the child alone, a simple thing can trigger that and bring it back, and it will remind him about Allah SWT, he will accept Allah. Definitely, you will not need to to fight so much to introduce Allah Subhanahu wa to him because he has in his brain that there has to be somebody who brought everyone into existence, and his brain cannot accept that one to be created. 
And he has to, he believes, you know, naturally that this one cannot be with them here. All of these, uh, I mean, stupidities that you can uh, see people are talking about, you know, somebody introduced them and managed to convince a person that this is how it is. But his fitra is always there. So when they see that, they totally reject it. They believe that they say to themselves, and each and every one of them is talking to himself, that this cannot be done except to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what happened is, فَجَعَلَ كُلُّ وَاحِدٍ مِّنْهُمْ يَتَخَلَّصُ مِنْ قَوْمِهِ فَيَنْحَاسِ Each and every one of them, you know, would think that this is not the good thing to be done. So they will move to a place and stay there. He moves to another place and say, stay alone. That people are doing, but he doesn't have time to go for these stupidities, you know. Another person also thinking that way. Also he went and sit in that, the same place. He found somebody staying alone. Yeah, let me just go and sit with that one. It's better. No. Another person also also saw them and said, oh, let me go and sit with us. Well, I don't know what, why is he sitting there, but it's better for me just go and, and sit with him. So they kept on going one after the other. None of them knows anyone. They never met. You know, That's the first time they're meeting each other. And uh, what, what combined them all together is Iman. Iman put their heart all together. Iman put their hearts all together in one, in one place, subhanAllah. And that's, that's how, how it is, you know. And the Prophet said, Al-Arwahu Junoodun Mujannata Ma ta'arafa minha talaf wa ma tanakara minha khtalaf SubhanAllah you know, it says, Al-Arwahu Junoodun Mujannata Ma ta'arafa minha talaf wa ma tanakara minha khtalaf That's in Sayyid Bukhari. Very interesting hadith. It talks about the facts of life with people here on earth. Al-Arwahu Junoodun Mujannata means Allah SWT created souls to be in compliance and agreement to those people who share the same qualities as them. That's how Allah SWT created souls. So they are always inclining towards those people who share the same qualities. Have a gangster visiting a city. The first thing he will look for will not the masjid or the imam in the masajid. He will ask for another gangster. <laughs> they said, uh, 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 singer visited Medina, a female singer. That's yes, part of the history. She visited Medina and then the first person she asked is, uh, is there any female singer here in Medina? The Arab says, You have a crow flying around or pigeon flying around. It will look for who? For pigeon. You know, it will not go to the, to the, to the what do you call it? Other types of birds, it will look for something which is similar to it. So the same goes to righteousness, you know. And sometimes, subhanAllah, this is, you feel that you're okay with somebody. <laughs> He's okay in his righteousness and you feel you're okay. So nothing, you never met, but you just feel comfortable to speak to him. That's Allah SWT is combining the heart. They meet together, you know, because they share something in common, which is Iman, you know. The same goes to the Fusak also, they were like that. So the Prophet said, Whatever it recognizes, it's like you met so long, you know. I mean, you met and you, you were living with that person for so long. The moment you see him, as if you see something that you're familiar with. 
اختلف what you uh, seems to be strange you see that your heart doesn't accept him you know? your heart doesn't accept him you, know? you don't feel comfortable to stay with him so those people they were gathering in that place there is nothing which is combining them in common except the iman they agree iman brought them to that place you know he just feel that let him go to those ones I mean, he's amazed with the way they isolated themselves. You know, he also joined. Another person also joined. Well, God, and who jala kula wahid min hum yaktumu maafihi maafihi and asabi kaufa min hum. Well, I did and no mislu. So they were sitting down in that place. So, so interesting. You know, everyone is silent. And nobody is willing to talk about the reason why he is isolated. You know, the first one went to the place because he doesn't want to worship the idol. The second one also came. But the first one is afraid of the second one. They agreed to be in that place. You know, Iman brought them to that place. But still, he does, since he'd never know him, you know, his assumption might be a mistake, you know. So he doesn't agree to share with, with his friend what, uh, what are his concerns. So until the time one of them just uh, uh, became so braved and he stood up in front of them he says ta'lamun wallahi ya qawm annahu ma akharajakum min qawmikum wa afradakum anhum illa shay' fal-yadhu kullu wahidin minkum ma bi amrihi he said one of them stood up and said to them he says people brothers i believe each and every one of them left those people for a reason so please, since we have ourselves here, I have a reason. There is a reason why I came here. And I believe each and every one of, the, uh, one of you also has a reason. You did not gather in this place for nothing. That is something which brought you here. So please, each and every one of you should explain what exactly brought them here. Far off to Anahu. One of them stood up and told them, and told them, yeah, Wallahi, you're right, you know. The reason why I left those people, it is because I believe what they're doing is wrong. Whatever they're doing is supposed to be done for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. The second person also stood up and, and said the same thing. The third person like this. And everyone, then they discover that, subhanAllah, they are all on the same page. وقال الآخر كذلك حتى توافقوا كلهم على كلمة واحدة فصاروا يدا واحدا وإخوان صدق فاتخذوا لهم معبدا يعبدون الله فيه. so that's the beginning of the the behla, you know. so now they have a group of them, they establish you know a place of worship, which they isolated themselves from the crowd. they used to come you know and worship Allah سبحانه وتعالى in this place. فعرف بهم قومهم until the time that people know uh, about this, uh, Somebody go, went to the king and told him that there are some people who isolated themselves and they disagree to worship what you, got, what you are doing and you are inviting people to. So the king invited them and he asked them to come to him. You know. 
they came. And he asked them about the reason why they were doing this. So when they told him, uh, uh, so they informed him with the truth. And they told him that, yes, we don't believe that this is supposed to be worshipped. Allah is Al-Wahid, Al-Qahar. So that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَرَبَطْنَا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ إِلْقَامُ فَقَالُوا رَبُّنَا رَبُّ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ so that's the reason why Ibn Qayyim wrote this too. Uh, tell us the reason why Allah SWT says, We strengthen their heart. Because to be standing in presence in the presence of this type of king and to tell him that you are upon the battle and what you're doing, you and your people, is battle. The only one who is to be worshipped, you really need a strong heart. Because you have to say, somehow say salam to the world first, you know, and show no interest. And that's why attachment to the dunya distracts a lot. You can see these people, they decided to sacrifice their, their life and the affluent life. You know, they belong to the, to the royal families, you know, but still they don't care. Iman is more important to them, you know. And that's a great lesson for everyone living in this time, you know. Some people, they are not even having this type of position, but subhanAllah, too far from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Especially in the time we're living in, you know, because of this, uh, uh, what he calls, subhanAllah, doors that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened for the people of khayrat of the dunya, people start to come out, you know, people start to be exposed, those people who claim to be with us, but they were the real enemy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I heard uh, recently any, somebody was saying that uh, and, and people have to push Islam so much so that the Muslim will feel pressured and to understand that this principle that they, they are believing in has to be revealed, you know, subhanAllah. SubhanAllah, you know. You even have somebody who says that Rasulullah came to, this is his statement, and this is absolutely kufr. This is kufr, kufr. Somebody who said that Rasulullah came to review the Aqidah of Ibrahim. And look at how jahil is this person, you know. Jahil, jahil, murakkab, actually, you know. tarkib, you know. This jahil, jahil, beyond the jahil, you know. Beyond the ignorance, this person, you know. Let's say faqad jahil. I don't know, I don't know how to describe this person, wallahi. I don't know how to describe him, you know. Because this person doesn't know the history and the system that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put in this religion. Which aqidah of Ibrahim somebody, uh, somebody came to fix. Because aqaid, they are always one. Aqidah is one, Tawheed is one. No prophet ever called upon something which is different from the other prophet in terms of Tawheed. They all invited people to the same thing. But you can see this ignorant, somebody who doesn't have aql. Even if you call him Majnoon, I think Majanin will protest, you know. Will come and say that Rasulullah came to review the Aqidah of Ibrahim. And now we need somebody to come and review the Aqidah of Muhammad Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take him away from, uh, I mean, protect the Muslim from the evil of these people. So we have to be very careful living in this time of, of ours. We have a lot of people now, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is exposing them day after day, day after day. We know who we are dealing, dealing with. The real enemy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who are living with us wearing the same clothes, claiming to be, believing in the same faith as, as we do. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says we strengthen their heart. They don't care about the dunya. They don't care about them being part of the royal family. What is uh, more, more concerned to them is their religion. 
how to be worshipped, you know. Allah says, إِذْ قَامُوا فَقَالُوا رَبُّنَا رَبُّ السَّمَوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضِ لَنْ نَدْعُوَ مِنْ دُونِهِ إِلَاهَا لَقَدْ قُلْنَا إِذَنْ شَطَطًا They said, أَبَدًا We will never worship anyone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we claim that there is something to be worshipped other than Allah, we became liars. Because naturally we know that none to be worshipped, nobody deserves to be worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Allah says, هَؤُلَاءِ قَوْمُنَ اتَّخَذُوا مِن دُونِهِ آلِهَا لَوْ لَا يَأْتُونَ عَلَيْهِمْ بِسُلْطَانٍ بَيِّنٍ فَمَنْ أَظِرَهُمْ مِمَّنْ افْتَرَى عَلَى اللَّهِ كَذِبًا They said, these people of ours, you know, unfortunately they took other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as an object of worship, you know. They worship somebody other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And unfortunately they agree to be convinced by the statement of somebody that this person is supposed to be worshipped and he deserves to be worshipped. He said, why didn't they ask them for evidence for, for this, you know, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Why didn't they ask them for evidence for this? They never provided them with evidence, but still, they refuse to follow the correct, you know, akal which their natural disposition is suggesting, you know. And they go and follow the statement of somebody who, they know that this statement is nothing but a great lie. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَمَنْ أَوْظُلَمُ مِمَّنْ إِفْتَرَى عَلَى اللَّهِ كَذِبًا is there anyone who is more zalim than somebody who attributed a lie to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? This is an absolute, you know, this is a lie. You know, somebody is lying against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a partner. This is the greatest lie and the greatest injustice. So they mentioned also in the history that the king invited them to come and uh, and he promised them that if they don't stop this, they will receive from him nothing but punishment. And he asked somebody to take off the clothes they have, because they have the clothes of the royal, uh, they are from the royal family. So they have, he asked somebody to remove that in a state of uh, uh, disrespect, you know. So they, they are doing all of these things. Maybe they will force them to think, you know, to think, you know, and reflect upon that which... Uh, is going to happen to them and maybe they will come back uh, to the king and reject Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so Ibn, Ibn, Ibn Kathir says, this is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon them that the king gave them time to think. You know. So during this period of time where they are supposed to think and make a decision whether to come back to the king or to continue with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they ran away. SubhanAllah. They left the city. Well, this is a very good example, as I said, for us to understand that deen comes first, you know. Not your job, not your family, not anything else. Deen comes first. Abu Muhammad uh, does it beautifully. You know, Al-Qahtani, he says, وَإِذَا دُعِيْتَ لِبِدْعَةٍ أَوْرِيبَةٍ 
فهر بدينك آخر البلدان فالدين رأس المال فاستمسك به فضياعه من أعظم الخسران He says, إِذَا دُعِيْتَ لِبِرْعَةٍ أَوْ رِيبَةٍ If somebody invited you to come on, I mean, do innovation or do something which is doubtful, you know, or to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatsoever thing that is sin, if somebody invites you to this, he said, فَهْرُ بِدِينِكَ آخِرَ الْبُلْدَانِ He said, I advise you to run away with your religion, آخِرَ الْبُلْدَانِ Even if you are going to run to the last part of the world, subhanAllah. I like this word. He said, "Fahrub bidinika akhir al-buldan." Run away and protect your religion, even if that will cause you to reach the last part of the world, to leave the, the civil, civilization and the good environment and uh, where everything is fresh and easy life. You know, go and stay in a place where access to life is very difficult. To save your religion, this really worth it. You know. So the righteous people always do this. If you look at the life of the Salaf al-Saleh, subhanAllah, they did this, you know. People have been running away from the dunya and from the, 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 the test, you know, that came from the, the leaders and the authority, you know. For ages, for ages, they just don't want because they know once they get involved, you know, only Allah SWT can protect them. And nowadays we buy it with our money. Scholars remove the cloth of the scholarship and go and disrespect themselves in the presence of the rich people and the politicians also in many instances. And they lost the value. Wallahi, no respect you know, to them. And those people who they are, you know, submitting themselves to, the, uh, to them, you know, they know that these people are not sincere. Whenever something of sincerity comes, they look for the honest one. They don't go to those ones. But these are the ones that we call ulama usu. In the past, they used to run away from affiliating themselves from this type of fitting. Nowadays, we're buying it with our own money. We're looking for it, you know, and we're doing anything possible to make sure that we protect this position, which is based on nothing except putting doubt in the heart of the authority and pushing the authority to go against Allah and legalizing that which they know Allah made impermissible. So, uh, Ibn Kathir says, وَهَذَا هُوَ الْمَشْرُوءِ إِنْدَ وَقُوءِ الْفِتْحَنِ فِي النَّاسِ He said, this is the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what should be applicable when fitna happens amongst the people. Whenever there is fitna, a person is supposed to run away. And يَفِرَ الْعَبْدُ خَوْفًا عَلَى دِينِهِ To run away, to protect your religion, run away. That's why the concept of hijrah is always open. Until the day of judgment, it will never be closed. Hijrah will never be closed. Until the day of judgment. Any place that you know that worshipping Allah in this place for you is very difficult. Then migrating from this place is wajib upon you. Wherever, you know, even the place where you are born. You know that to worship Allah in a place became so tough, very difficult for you. Then to migrate from this place and leave the place to another place is, is wajib. You must do that. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, يُوشِكُ أَنْ يَكُونَ خَيْرَ مَا لِأَحَدِكُمْ غَنَمًا يَتْبَعُ بِهَا شَعَفَ الْجِبَالِ وَمَوَاقِعَ الْقَطَرِ يَفِرُّ بِدِينِهِ مِنَ الْفِتَنِ Allahu Akbar. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, there will be a time, you are about to witness a moment whereby the best wealth of a person is غَنَم. It's a sheep that you, I mean, to become a shepherd. 
to follow the sheep, you know, take your sheep to go to the forest and live in that place or highest part of the mountain. Sha'af al-Jabal means A'la al-Jabal. You know, a person is looking for what? Al-Qatar. You know, he's looking for the places where the water uh, exists so that he can feed himself and feed his animal. The Prophet said, you are about to witness a time whereby this is the best wealth a person is having taken his wealth completely and go back to the forest and live there. Running away uh, with his deen from the fitna. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah subhanahu wa ta'ala tawfiq wa salam. قَالَ وَهَذَا وَفِي هَذِهِ الْحَالِ تُشْرَعُ الْعُزْلَةَ عَنِ النَّاسِ وَلَا تُشْرَعُ فِي مَعَدَاهَا لِمَا يَفُوتُ بِهَا مِنْ تَرْكِ الْجَمَعَاتِ وَالْجَمْعِ He says these are some of the areas and the situations whereby al-uzla is mashroor. Al-uzla is to isolate yourself from others, to live alone, to be alone whereby you don't attach yourself with others. That's what we call uzla. This uzla is not recommended in Islam unless if you are living in a time of fitting. In a time of fitting, uzla is the best thing to be done. The Prophet ﷺ said, you know, so we are living in a time which is almost similar to that. And as such, I will, uh, will advise us to adapt the advice given to us by Ibn Hazm al-Zahiri. Ibn Hazm al-Zahiri, he has a very interesting book that uh, I really recommend that you should get that book. You know, a very interesting book called Al-Akhlaq wa Seer. I talk about this book many times, Al-Akhlaq wa Seer, Al-Akhlaq wa Seer. Awu Mudawat al-Nufus, that's the name of uh, the book in, in Arabic. So, uh, in this book he talks about nature of people, you know, very interesting book, you know, how to deal with people, how to live with people, and values and manners of Islam, you know, how life should be, you know, how life should be. So in this book he was saying, لا تخالط الناس ولا تفارقهم He says, فإنك إذا خالطتهم أذوك because if you mix with them, they will harm you. He said, Don't mix with the people and then don't stay away from them. So these are two contra contradictory advices. He said, Don't mix with them and don't stay away from them. Because if you mix with them, you mingle with them, they will definitely harm you. And if you to stay away from him, you will feel the loneliness, you'll be alone. You know, a person might go crazy, you know, when he stays alone, you know, without being in company with anyone. So he said, don't stay away from them and don't mix with them. So what should I do then? He said, He said, make them like the fire that you look for whenever you need it. What does that mean? Don't mix with the people except if there is a need. I'm not talking about your need. No, when there is a need to meet, then go and meet. Whether it is yours or theirs, they need you go. I'm telling you, this is a very interesting and excellent advice. Because you know, staying over, I mean, the need, you know, more than the need brings other matters. Backbiting uh, will be... Uh, 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 I mean, introduced, people will talk about other things. This is, these are the things that we call Fudul Mubahat.
So that's the best manhaj, wallahu alam. In this time that we're living in, a person should remain in his house, should remain in his house. Like Ibn Al-Qawi says, فَكُنْ حِلْسَ بَيْتٍ فَهُوَ سِتْرٌ لِعَوْرَةٍ وَحِلْزُ الْفَتَعَ عَنْ كُلِّ غَاوٍ وَمُفْسِدِ He said, I advise you to attach yourself to your house, you know, because it helps you to protect your aura. And also it acts as hirz for you, you know, protection from any deviated sex and group and deviated uh, individuals. SubhanAllah. And it's true because if you're at home, nobody comes to you, you know. So you go out when there is need. When there is no need, come back home. That's the best way to live nowadays. When there is no need, come back home. You know, uh, you have a lot of, uh, I, I mean, uh, issues that are taking place in this life, you know. So this uh, uh, advice by these two scholars, I think is uh, the most excellent thing to be done. So al-uzla, staying away from people is mashru'a if there is fitna. Other than the fitna, coming out and mixing with people is always better for you. So when you have strong iman, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us this iman. When you have knowledge, you know, a lot of knowledge that you can share with the people, hiding is not good for you at all. You're losing a lot. And if the community needs you and they don't have somebody to convey the message except you, then it will become wajib upon you to come out. So those uh, children and the younger people who are calling upon the hijrah and migrating from the Muslim community, my question is, who is that to give the da'wah to the people in that place, you know? And then what is your role, you know? What, did, what is your contribution in that community, you know? What did you give the community, you know? If you say everyone should move, you know, all the Muslim communities, some people might be thinking that everyone should migrate from the Muslim communities to go where? That's the first question. You know, go where? You know? And that's great. Some other matters, you know. And if you are not careful, you go and isolate yourself and build up a new village like some people are calling upon, you know, without mentioning any names. But there are some people who are calling upon this, you know. These are the matters that cannot be controlled somehow. And remember the case of the Khawarij. It started from this, you know. They isolated themselves from the Muslim communities. They go and stay in, the, in a place which is separated from the Muslim community until the time they started thinking that they are the best and everyone is dull and they reach the situation whereby they make everyone kuffar, you know. No Muslims except them alone. They fought Muslims. Imagine this aqeedah, these people, the Prophet said, if you see them, you know, in the way they worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will belittle yourself. You will think that you don't even know how to do it, you know. If you see them praying, you will believe that, did I even pray in my life, you know. You will start asking, did, did you even pray in your life? Looking at them caused you to think that your prayers are so insignificant. You know, they cry a lot, you know, they don't miss prayers, you know. And that's good, that's excellent, every Muslim should do that, you know. And they cry a lot, you know. At night they pray to Allah SWT, they don't sleep, they sleep a little. Their eyes, their eyes is always, their eyes are always right, uh, red, you know. And you can see the sign of sujood, big mark of sujood, you know. When you see them, you see the sign of fear of Allah SWT on their faces, you know. But guess what? The Prophet said their iman is up to their throat, doesn't go beyond this. It says, They go out of the deen just like that. The way, he says, quicker than the way the, 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 the arrow go out of the, 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 the prey. You know, when you, when, you, when, you, when you hit a prey, you know, 
It is so quick and so powerful, the hit, you know. It goes out of the prey without picking up uh, blood even from it, you know. You can see how sharp is this arrow and how quick it is. That's how they go out of the deen. You can imagine, what, is, what are they doing then? You see them doing all of these things. And if you trace the life of Khawarij, they're doing this for the sake of Allah. But unfortunately, out of ignorance in their own way. And they have, I mean, I mean, a very strange understanding. Abdullah ibn Umar said, they went to ayat in the Quran, which Allah SWT discussed the matters of kuffar. They put it on the believers. That's why they fought Ali ibn Abi Talib. They fought Muawiyah. They declared kufr upon them, you know, upon them. And they fought them all. Imagine somebody killed Ali ibn Abi Talib. And he believed he's doing jihad for the ummah by killing Ali ibn Abi Talib. So, dear brothers and sisters, you should wake up. It's very dangerous. Wallahi, the only manhaj that is correct is the manhaj of Muhammad Throughout his life in Makkah, he's with people. Inviting them, guiding them. This is our job, you know. You mix with them, come out and, and, and show strong, you know. Invite them, tell them the truth, you know. The point is to see them being guided. The point is not to see them being destroyed. Because if I say, okay, I go to another city, I go to the village, you know, I stay there, I leave everyone, and the people there, nobody is guiding them. What am I saying? What kind of signal am I giving? You know, let Allah SWT destroy them? No. Wallahi, you might be questioned that the amount of the time you live with the people, how much you contribute in giving that word to them? You know, how much you contribute? And the vast majority of the Ummah, to be honest you, my dear brothers and sisters, they are away from the truth. They just need somebody to bring it out, you know. They just need somebody to bring it out, you know. So Hijrah is wajib upon anyone who cannot practice his religion uh, properly. And Hijrah is something, is an act of worship that will never end until the Day of Judgment. But we have to be very careful. We should do it according to the manhaj of Rasulullah Otherwise, people will end up becoming khawarij. You know, as I said, I've heard some people are talking about this hijrah, isolating yourself, going to the remote areas, and Subhanallah, they're discovered to be engaging in things which is you know so bad. You know, you don't want to hear the things you know these people are doing. And, and I sense, you know, when I hear about some of these people, I sense, you know, the life of Khawarij, you know. We're going through this slowly, 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 slowly. You have a system, you have a principle, you have this, you have that, you have this, this is the beginning, you know. So dear brothers and sisters, be patient. Engage in, uh, uh, in giving da'wah to the community. Your job, you know, is to guide everyone as much as you can. And your objective and your goal is to see everyone accepting Islam and your goal should be that everyone is being guided you know and doing that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants this is the job of Rasulullah in Makkah and this is the job of Rasulullah in Medina he cleanses society when you try your best you do everything possible and there is no way for you to I mean tolerate saying that you are threatened you know you cannot practice your religion properly and the da'wah is very heavy then hijrah is wajib. You have to leave this place and go to another place that you can worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala properly. But as long as the door is open for the da'wah, that's an opportunity open for you, my dear brothers and sisters, to engage in uh, inviting people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and making sure that everyone is accepting the truth. You know?
قال ابن كثير فلما وقع عزمهم على الذهاب والهروب من قومهم اختار الله تعالى لهم ذلك وأخبر عنهم So they decided to just accept Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and show strong you know, in holding upon their iman and they ran away from their people So you can see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala respected them you know, He narrated their story in his book which is going to be recited until the day of judgment and subhanallah, we will talk about this inshallah in the near future. Not only them, even their dog also is respected. Subhanallah. Even their dog also is, is respected. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذَا اِلْتَزَلْتُمُهُمْ وَمَا يَعْبُدُونَ إِلَّا اللَّهَ فَأْوُوا إِلَى الْكَهْفِ يَنْشُرْ لَكُمْ رَبُّكُمْ مِنْ رَحْمَتِهِ وَيُهَيِّئْ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَمْرِكُمْ مِرْفَقَةً So they are conversing with each other and they talk to themselves. They said, since you have isolated yourself from the people, so let us run away and go and look for a safe place. You know, يَنْشُرْ لَكُمْ رَبُّكُمْ مِنْ رَحْمَتِهِ Allah SWT is going to grant you His mercy. Is going to grant you ease, a place of comfort, you know, uh, that will protect, inshallah, your affairs wherever you go. So they said, let's go and look for a cave and, and live in, in that place. So they went, they went to the place. Uh, so, and you can see also this is similar to, almost similar to what Rasulullah and Abu Bakr. And Ibn Kathir says, بنبيه صلى الله عليه وسلم وصاحبه الصديق حيث لجوا إلى غارثور. Allah SWT did the same thing. Abu Bakr and, and uh, Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم they decided to run away from the Meccans. Where did they go? First to the cave. Get inside the cave. And Allah SWT protect them. And he narrated this story which many companions of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم wish that they have that night, you know. All of their deed to be taken for the sake of that night. Now, some of them were saying that if we can just be given that night, I agree with all of my deed to be taken, but I just want that night, you know. SubhanAllah. Can you imagine how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he reward Abu Bakr subhanAllah. How much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Abu Bakr. And I will talk about this inshallah if I do not forget the impact of friendship. Abu Bakr decided to choose the good one to be his friends from childhood. And he maintained that friendship. And he shows the loyalty to the Prophet ﷺ, which nobody did, including Umar. Abu Bakr, in terms of loyal, being loyal to the Prophet ﷺ, Umar is like that. But, you know, he cannot reach Abu Bakr. During the first Humakka, Umar was saying uh, to the Prophet ﷺ, didn't you promise us to come to this place? But why are we showing weakness in front, in the presence of these kuffar, you know, and the enemies of Allah ﷻ? Why can't we just go and fight them, you know? And we're here. You told us we're going to be here and we come here and then now they tell us go back and you, you just tell us we... Rasulullah replied to him. He said, yes, I am Rasulullah. As you ask for, I am Rasulullah. And I would never disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised me. But did I tell you you are coming to see this place today? Omar said no. SubhanAllah. Omar went to Abu Bakr and he talked to Abu Bakr. Aren't he Rasulullah? And he told us that we are going to be in this place and we come now and the Meccans stops us from this. Abu Bakr told him, he said, yes, he is Rasulullah and he will never disobey him. Subhanallah, you know, <laughs> the same answer the Prophet gave Umar, the same answer Abu Bakr is giving Umar. He told him, yes, he is Rasulullah and he will never disobey Allah. But did he tell you you are coming uh, to Mecca this year? <laughs> Subhanallah. Umar said, no. Abu Bakr said, 
uh, he says, Ya Rajul, you know, he reminded him, he said, wake up. He said, he is the, the Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Falzam Gharza. You want to succeed, follow his footstep. Gharza, al-makan ladhi yagrizu fihi al-insanu al-asa. You know, until, uh, when you are working with, uh, with a stick, you know, you put the, or can you, that is a place where you're putting the stick, you know, or you can say the footsteps. So follow his footsteps if you want to succeed. Just accept, you know, subhanAllah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted the, uh, uh, the Abu Bakr this high respect, you know, which all the companions of the Prophet never got, you know. So this night, you know why it is so special? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he narrated the story of Abu Bakr being in the cave, he says, He called him Sahib Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then he says, And Abu Bakr was told by Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he said, Ya Rasulullah, if one of these searchers is to look down there, he will definitely see us. Abu Bakr said, uh, the Prophet Sallallahu told him, Ya Abu Bakr, relax. He said, relax. What do you think about two people? And the third one is Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. SubhanAllah. It's, see how, how it is, you know. He said, we are two. Number three among us is Allah. Can you, do you feel that? You know? <laughs> so, so he says, we are two. Number three is Allah. So Allah's monitor, right after this word, he granted tranquility to Abu Bakr. So this what happened to the people of Kahf also took place the, uh, with the Prophet It's like this is the process, you know. They passed through the, uh, the, the, the also uh, Thawr and Allah monitor protected them. The Prophet told Abu Bakr, And then Allah SWT revealed the ayah, just like the way we have heard uh, about the people of the Kaf. They are also protected for that long. Allah SWT will uh, tell us the story. So then Allah SWT says, so please bear with me just for a few seconds to finish this uh, ayah so that the next, uh, inshallah, we uh, will talk about the other place, inshallah. So Allah says, الشمس, So they were, they were inside the cave. SubhanAllah, look at how much Allah SWT is protecting them because of what? Their iman. And their brothers and sisters, Wallahi, uqsimu lakum billah. This is the sunnah of Allah SWT and the people of iman. They're protected by him. You might see the test. Allah SWT might test them, but this is part of, you know, the, 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 the respect that Allah SWT is granting them so that they can get a higher position with him when they meet him. You know? These people, they were inside the cave. Allah says, When the sun comes out, you know, they were sleeping in that place. And they are staying in that place for so long. Allah says, They live in that place 300 years. Was that 309 years in that place. So for sure, if they're having the contact, the permanent contact to the earth, it might affect the, the health you know, and the skin. The earth, the soil might eat the skin. 
So what Allah SWT did, He says, And also the sun, if the sun is having direct contact all the time, it would destroy the body. The color will change. So when the sun comes out, Allah SWT will ask the sun to move a bit from the right side. So that will give them that what they, which they need and that also will not affect him. SubhanAllah, can you see? Even the sun is controlled for them, you know. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, you know. SubhanAllah. So Allah SWT is telling the sun when it comes out, you know, it comes out from this way. When it's set also, Allah SWT will ask them to just uh, give them enough they need of energy and then move from the other side. Allah says, وَنُقَلِّبُهُمْ ذَاتَ الْيَمِينَ وَذَاتَ الشِّمَالِ And we turn them, you know, from time to time Allah SWT is turning them. You know, after they, 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 they sleep on the right side and Allah SWT will ask the angel to turn them to the left side from time to time. SubhanAllah. Can you imagine that? You know? SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah. So, they, 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 so that the earth will not eat you know, from their flesh. Allah says, And they were in the basement in a place which is a wide area, you know, wide place inside the cave. So Allah says, This is some of the signs of Allah. Allah Akbar. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "This is some of the the ayat of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and you Allah is a sum of the ayat of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala." So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Man yahdillahu fuhul muhtad." He says, "Whoever is guided by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala fuhul muhtad, wa man yudlil falan tajilahum maliyam murshida." And whoever is misguided by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Uh, you will never find a wali for this person. Whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed uh, that this person is going to be misguided, you will never find a wali, a protector. Somebody who can save this person from misguidance, you will never find this person. So, brothers and sisters, that is an interesting commentary also mentioned by Ibn Kathir here. So I guess if I keep going, I will rush uh, that much. So let's stop here, inshallah. But as you can see, uh, this is more than enough for us to get motivated at your to know, and to know that your protection lies in your Iman. So increase your Iman through righteousness. And as I said uh, 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 earlier that this is an opportunity we have and you've been in Ramadan, you know, this is an opportunity to, uh, I mean, show strong interest and come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and maybe Allah Taala will protect us throughout our life. You know, you do a little now, but Allah Taala will protect you throughout your life. Because once you are granted this love from Allah Taala, then nothing can harm you throughout your life. Because Allah Taala placed the love in the best position and the position where this love deserves. So try your best to worship Allah Taala until you reach this status. Because once you reach it, then Alhamdulillah, Allah SWT will put an eye of protection upon you until you meet Him in the Ta'ala. So let's all participate in fixing our attitude and our relationship with Allah Taala through what? Through the righteousness. May Allah grant you good. See you inshallah on uh, uh, Monday in the Ta'ala. Uh, before then, if there is any question, let's, uh, let's uh, go through them. Barakallahu Thank you, there is a question by Brother Sahih. 
Yes, Abdurrahman. Uh, as you know that there are many students in UAE who are struggling with everyday expenses, tuition, and even food at times. Will they fall under the category of Masakin when it comes to the Zakat? Yes, any student who is struggling, he doesn't have food and uh, and the reason why he couldn't do any job, it is uh, simply because he studied, you know, or he lives in a place where he cannot work at, at all. Uh, so when he needs, he is among those people who deserve zakat, inshallah. Student of knowledge, they are not given zakat uh, as feasibilillah, you know, but we give them zakat if they are poor. When they are poor, uh, then we give them zakah based on this. So they have to be poor first. Some are saying that uh, whenever you are studying, then you are feasibilillah. That's wrong. <laughs> Go and ask student in, in, in everywhere. The study you are doing, is it feasibilillah? And he, if he is honest and see, what, what, what would he tell you? No? And also, feasibilishada uh, <laughs> and job. And also, and also this uh, feasibility, the portion of feasibility according to the best opinion of the scholars, and in fact, this is the majority of the scholars, all the four school, uh, of the four school of thought, Malikiya, Hanafiya, Shafiya, all of them agree that feasibility is restricted to the jihad feasibility defense system. Those people who are fighting for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So since we don't have this, and also we shouldn't make a mistake that people are making, where they believe that zakah should be divided into eight categories, and then you have to address with your zakah all of these categories. No, Rasulullah never said that, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala never said that. He's talking about zakah being permissible to be given to those eight categories. Each one of them that is in need, you give you give it to him. So we go with the priority. Okay, we go with the priority. Wherever priority exists, then we, we prefer that, that place, especially the first uh, four mentioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Fuqara, Masakeen, uh, I'm sorry, not, uh, the, not the Amirin, but the Fuqara and the Masakeen, and the Al-Gharimeen, you know, and the Mu'allafatu Kulubuhum and the Riqab, these uh, five, and the Ibn al-Sabil, you know. Uh, these ones, uh, whenever they, they are in need, we're supposed to, to favor, you know, to favor them more than anything else. So please do understand this correctly. It is not necessary that you must divide your zakah into eight uh, pieces and give it to eight uh, types of people. Um, uh, this is wrong understanding. Whoever said this, this is wrong understanding. The Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu reject this. The Quran reject this. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, Actually, he focused uh, excessively on the fuqara, the poor and the needy people. So student of knowledge, they don't deserve zakah because they are feasibilillah. But they deserve zakah if they are poor. If they are poor, you can give them zakah like any other poor person. Okay, like any other poor person. Mm. The same goes to one, if one of them is, is indebted. Uh, I mean, he borrowed money from others. As long as what he's studying is correct, is good, not harmful. You know, when he studies something that is harmful, you don't pay him zakah to go and study because he will become an, he will come and disturb the Muslims in the future. You know. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us good. Mm. 
then how do we apply it to this hadith of Murayra where he said Awsani Khalili Witra and from that he mentioned that he should pray the Witra before he sleeps the problem is if we understand this to be contradiction which is not we are talking about contradiction but this one scholars never understood this to be contradiction yeah, these are uh, choice and options given by the Prophet looking at the nature of the people he deals with. So, he knows Abu Hurairah. There are some people in this Ummah who, when they sleep, you know that khalas, they cannot wake up easily. So, if you tell them to pray at the last part of the night, it will be tragedy for them. They will lose a lot. So, in this case, which advice is better for them? Not to pray at the last part of the night, to pray before they sleep. That's the best thing to be done. You know. To pray before, before they sleep, you know. That's the best thing to be, to be done. You know. So this is what the Prophet wasallam is doing, uh, giving uh, uh, each and every one of, the, uh, one of us a lot of options. You know, either to, uh, what do you call, either to pray at the last part of the night or to wait and uh, I'm sorry, or to pray uh, at the first part of the night before they sleep, out of the fear that if they delay, they might miss it. You know, so there is no contradiction at all between this and that. So we still maintain that statement that the actions of the Prophet uh, I'm sorry, statement of the Prophet are to be given precedence when there is contradiction between them and and the actions. Hmm. Is the reward for all the good deeds increased in Ramadan or only specific ones such as fasting and every every righteous deed you do in Ramadan has a virtue. I mean Ufika Sayyid. Every righteous deed or every righteous deed you do in Ramadan has a virtue. Better than what you're doing after Ramadan or before Ramadan. Inshallah, may Allah accept our deed. Question by Shri Shaka. Assalamu Is it true that not every devil is chained in Ramadan and apparently only the greater ones are? Is it true that? Not all devils are chained in Ramadan and only the greater ones. Uh, the one who said this, we should ask him which one is <laughs> which one is free. You know? <laughs> Rasulullah said, He doesn't restrict the shaitan from a shaitan. So we just keep it like this. That's it. But influence is still there, you know, because they have been disturbing and putting. Uh, the evil man is in the heart of uh, the people and destroying people for ages, you know. It's not easy to remove this influence, but and I believe everyone sees the impact of this uh, uh, this uh, sunnah of Allah SWT and the devils. Every one of us have seen the impact of this. You know? Because your righteousness increase in Ramadan. You become a new person. Even the gangsters also, the Muslims among them, when Ramadan comes, they know that there is Ramadan. They become new people, you know. These are all sign, you know, that confirms that which was said by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam.
So we don't say there are some shayateen which are not chained. Whoever said that, then we should ask him which shaitan is, 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 is on. I have been teaching Tajweed for ages and I left it for, uh, uh, and I don't leave, I teach it in the house sometimes, you know. <laughs> Why you take me back to <laughs> Tajweed class? <you> know? <laughs> they said Lata Manna, you're supposed to pronounce it between Bamma uh, uh, and Fatha. So at first, you, I mean, the one who sees you will think that you're going to pronounce Bamma. But then you end up saying the Fatha. That's, that's how we, you're almost going to say it. But then you don't say that. You know, if you look at the mouth of somebody who is saying Lata Manu, you know, you see the way the mouth uh, uh, contracts, you know, as if he's going to pronounce the ma, but then you, uh, to say Yibhada, you know, you, you divorce this, you know, choice and you go for the Fatha. Instead of Dhamma, you go for the Fatha. So how do you pronounce it? Qalu ya abana malaka Lata Manna. Manna, you know, Manna. So in your mouth, a person will see you pronouncing Dhamma, he was expecting Dhamma, and then he just disappointing and pronounced the Fatha. Inshallah, pray for the coronavirus to be stopped when you come back to Malaysia. Inshallah, we meet and then I teach you physically. <laughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows the day we will get rid of this virus and life will go back to its normality. Question by Brother Abdullah. Uh, concerning zakah, can it be given to one who is bearing a loan, as in it will help him clear this loan or debt? Yes, as long as the loan is halal, uh, as long as the loan is halal, then inshallah, it could be given, inshallah. Abdurrahman, please communicate with Suhail. Uh, there is a, a program we did A to Z in Zakah. I put it in the group, maybe, inshallah, people will benefit from it, inshallah, maybe. Mm. So I actually contacted him yesterday regarding this, he said, inshallah. Uh, you, have uh, to keep so. you have to keep contacting because... Because <laughs> I pressure Suhail a lot, he has been doing all of the, these uh, heavy work, so I don't want to push him so much. So keep, in, uh, keep on pushing him, inshallah. <laughs> Mm, a lot easier affairs and accepted from him and all of us. But inshallah, I think that program, if we uh, get it and listen to it, then it might open. You know, I want uh, uh, whoever can have it, please do listen to it. It's quite long. You know, I guess it's uh, uh, one hour or two hours. I, I forgot how many hours is there. But be patient. Cut it into uh, segments. You know, have transit from time to time until you finish. One day, two days, three days. Uh, I like people to to listen so that uh, it might open uh, other dimension, you know, because sometimes I forgot to talk about some matters. So from the questions, inshallah, then I will be able to address everything, inshallah. Mm.
So Abdurrahman, keep on fighting. Inshallah. Question by Hisham. As If I'm praying Dahab and during the third Rukha, for example, I'll forget to start reciting another surah after Surah Al-Fatihah. Should I continue reciting the surah or should I stop and go into the Quran? Uh, did you, if, he, if you have already recited some part of the surah, that's enough, inshallah. At least one ayah. That's more than enough. When you get stuck, just uh, stop and go to the ruku. Or skip that ayah, go to the next ayah. Hmm. He's asking about the third ayah in uh, or Asr. Oh, he's not talking about forgetting the surah. He is reciting another surah after the Fatiha in the third rakah. Uh, the time you remember, just stop and go for the ruku, inshallah. You don't need to do sujood sahu, but just stop and go for the ruku. Mm. Except, except if you are reading Qulhu Allahu Ahad. According to some scholars, it's okay because somebody did it in the time of the Prophet and the Prophet approved that. He was the leader in the battle. You know, whenever he prays with them, after every recitation of Fatiha, he will read Qulhu Allahu Ahad. So the companions, the companions found it very strange. So they couldn't fight him because he is the leader. When they reached the Prophet they narrated the story to him. The Prophet called him. He said, well, why did you do that? He said, Ya Rasulullah, لِأَنَّهَا صِفَةُ الرَّحْمَانِ وَأَنَا أُحِبَّ وَنَقْرَبِهَا SubhanAllah. He says, Ya Rasulullah, because it described, you know, the sifa of Allah SWT. It is a description of Allah SWT. It contains sifa of Allah. He said, and I love to hear that, you know. I love to hear, to read this surah because it is telling us who is Allah, that accurate description, you know. SubhanAllah. So he said, I love it. And you know, because of that, he got Jannah, you know. <laughs> SubhanAllah. Allah SWT loved him because of that. So many scholars said this is approval. But since it is not reported that the Prophet used to do that, then it is not uh, the good thing for us to keep doing. You get the idea? It is not a good thing for you to do it. In every surah you read, uh, you read surah, in every, uh, fat, after every fatah, you read surah, uh, surah al-Ahad, this is not good. But sometimes, if you read Qulhu Allahu Ahad after the recitation of the surah, you know, in the, in the, in the third and the, the, the fourth rakah, that would be okay, be in the light Allah, sometimes, inshallah. Question Mr. Shaka. Uh, uh, can't jinns control the actions of human beings when they possess them? Yeah, if they're possessed, they might be the one who is doing actions, not the human beings. That's why sometimes they talk in his mouth. No. Mm. Mm. So about giving zakah to a person who is indebted, mm. uh, the, the loan is a haram, a conventional one in this space. Uh, you are not supposed to pay to help him in haram things. The loan should be halal. Question about Brother Sani. Salaam alaikum. Salaam alaikum. Follow up on the question about the Jewish. Could you explain the difference between? <laughs> Uh, 
from the difference between Marhum and Al-Ikhtilas Wallahi this uh, this Al-Rum uh, not Al-Rum Al-Rum Al-Ikhtilas Wallahi I can't uh, give you explanation I left this uh, Tajweed teaching for I don't know how many years now so at this moment you ask me this uh, things uh, by definition I might be uh, wrong insha'Allah uh, uh, but insha'Allah insha'Allah I owe you this uh, in the next uh, class I will go back to my uh, my old <laughs> note if any one of them exist do exist in the next class I will get you the better explanation for uh, both of them insha'Allah insha'Allah Christopher <laughs> yes. is asking on behalf of another sister. Mm. Uh, a friend of mine took implantation to prevent conceiving. Now she's facing bleeding issues Subhanallah. 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 Happens for 10 to 12 days, stays good for the next 3 to 4 days, and again ends up with heavy bleeding for a week or more. Subhanallah. Such a great days could she consider as her menses? What is the ruling of the fasting and praying in such times? Yeah, if the first of all I will send a message to all of our sisters that uh, Wallahi patience is always good and also try your best to remain natural. If it is not necessary, do not take any pill to control the nature that Allah Mantel put in you. Uh, this is my advice out of love for the sake of Allah SWT for all of us. Don't change the way Allah SWT created you. Go with the, uh, the way Allah SWT created you. Uh, because we have heard a lot, you know, uh, from these things, you know, uh, where a person get complications and some of them it ends by istihada and some of them, uh, and, and at, uh, what do you call, some of them, uh, they have some health problem apart from the istihada, you know. Some of them, it increases the size of the woman. She became so fat, you know, which shows that there is a problem in this, you know, subhanAllah. So first of all, these type of pills and these type of things that a person is taking is haram. As long as there is a possibility of harm in it, then it is haram upon her to deal with it. That's number one. And secondly, when it happens, and unfortunately, it ends up by having, her, having this bleeding, you know, uh, having this uh, bleeding continuously, then Obi Ashbah bil istihada, you know, the mustahada, the one who is having the continuous ble bleeding. This is not Haid, it's the blood that is coming, which is the natural blood. It has a cause, either the vein or uh, shaitan or sickness or something like that, but it has a cause. So one of these causes is this, you know, a person might take these uh, pills and then she get into trouble because of, because of that. So, uh, when this happens, one of the two things, if she already have, if she has a standard, you know, and uh, uh, already known period of time which she sees the menses in it, let's say every month the menses comes to her in the first part of the month, the first three days, let's say. Uh, so uh, what, what must she do? The first three days, if this is her attitude, every month it usually comes in the first three days. So what she should do? The first three days, when the first three days comes, she stops praying, she stops fasting, she takes this as the height. You know, take an idea. 
but if she doesn't have any any uh, what do you call uh, norm any culture in this nature she doesn't know height comes anyhow you know if it is like this then she should go with the second uh, uh, option given to her by the Prophet which is if I mean to, to try her best to be able to differentiate between height and other than height for sure there's going to be some differences in terms of the nature of the blood that is coming out the Prophet said for in the damal haidi as what do you or because the height is black blood that is known black blood which is which is known so 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 it comes in that dark in color darker than the normal blood and the smell also is different and the thickness also is different and the color is different as i said the nature also is different you know the, the feeling the woman has you know being emotional and all of these things is going to be different from the normal blood that is coming so if she can make these differences then the time in which this color the different color comes she takes as a height until it finishes but if she doesn't have a culture and she cannot make the differences, then the Prophet said she should stay uh, stay away from praying and fasting for six or seven days. You know, he said because we don't know. She should just take six or seven days off. You know, we don't know. She should assume that this is the height. Could be height, could not be height. That's why the Prophet said. Allah knows best and this selection of these days is supposed to be done based on looking at her family members in the family members how many days they used to stay for the height then she go with that you know if they used to stay six they take six is seven they take seven she takes seven even some scholars said if let's say all of her family never crossed three days she also stays only only three days Wallahu hmm. alam. Uh, we have a lot of questions. I don't want to uh, push uh, people, uh, and then uh, those people with family they will run away from us. Inshallah, we have two more questions. Okay, then. Okay, inshallah. Question is the time of acceptance for fasting persons to have? Is it tried before breaking his fast? Uh, the best is to do it during the iftar itself when you are breaking before you break the fast that's the closest because you are still fasting you know next to the breaking of the fast you know you make dua and then break your fast yeah next to that maghrib time make dua you know and then you break the fast inshallah Uh, no, these are specific types of ibadat. Each and every one of them should be done separately. And you're supposed actually to fast uh, the Ramadan first and then the, the Shawwal. Cannot be mixed at all. Yeah cannot be mixed. When you have some balance and loan you have taken from Ramadan, that has to be paid specifically first. That's all. Okay, thank you very much. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you good and success in, in life. 
And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be with you wherever you are. Uh, Fatih, by the way, I saw you uh, coming. Uh, give my salam to the people of Sudan, inshallah. Barakallahu feekum, Jamian. May Allah accept you in the Bikulli Jameel and Kafil. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Asharu Allah ilaha illa ant. Astaghfirullah wa tubi ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.